I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, this evening. Bob is out on assignment. I did we. I don't know if we gave him an assignment, but he did say he was out on assignment, so I don't know what that means. But I am joined by Lou. Lou, how's it going? It's going. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I, I forgot to mention the busy zombie lord, also known as Lou Page. I've I've forgotten that I should always I need that contractually obligated to mention that. No, you're not, but that's okay. I appreciate it. Oh, okay. So we're not on contract. No. Oh. We'd have to make money for us to be in contract. <laughs> we, make, we make we make a little. We make enough to support this show, pay for the domain fees, and all that fun stuff. Thanks to our patrons. But uh, you're right. We probably would need to be paid a little bit more to be on contract. Uh, we are free agents here at Zamp, so we're going to probably keep it that way. Uh, Bob is not here. Uh, I said he was on assignment. Actually, he's working or he's off. I, I can't remember. Uh, he's working. He's working. Why would he be off on vacation? That, w- that wouldn't be a thing he'd do. Uh, no, actually, I'm so. the one that's on vacation. Oh, see, Lou is a trooper. Uh, Bob takes vacation. No show. Ryan takes vacation. No show. Lou takes vacation. It's happening. We're going to exactly. talk about zombies. I see how it is. He's the real keener of the three of us. And that's a good thing. It may sound like a bad thing, but uh, Lou, always appreciated you mentioned. Let's do a short episode. Let's get in here. Let's talk about some stuff we've been meaning to talk about. But before all that, let's look at the news, because I think we have some fun ones, some fun video game related news stories this week. Kicking things off, I was going to promise no Walking Dead talk tonight, but we're going to talk about The Walking Dead, but not like you think. Lou, how do you feel about Tekken 7? Uh, I'm weirded out by the fact that Negan is coming to Tekken 7. Are you weirded out or just slightly curious? Because I think I'm slightly curious. I'm curious, but I also don't know how he's going to fit into the game. Because they're also adding uh, a Final Fantasy character, and there's talk they're going to add a couple more characters to the game as well. And that's, I mean, that's okay, but it's, I don't know. It just seems like a cash grab to sell Tekken 7. I was going to say, this this seems like stunt DLC to me. Yes. Well, it it should be said that both Tekken and Soul Calibur have, are known for doing this sort of DLC stuff. Yes, Soul Calibur 6 is going to have uh, Geralt, right? Yes. And they're supposed to be getting like two more characters from other things as well. I kind of like I, I, I like that they're going off, off script here. And, and really, I think for you and I, um, I, don't, I can't speak for you or Bob, but I'm not much of a fighting fan. But I do appreciate when the whole package offers, uh, you know, a source material that I love. So Injustice and Injustice 2, I really enjoyed those fighters. And mainly because it was all DC characters and it was very superhero and lots of lots of cool cutscenes. With this, I think with Tekken 7, I'll just experience Negan 
via YouTube, you know? Um, yeah. It's not something I, I, I'm going to play. I used to be heavy into fighting games. Uh, stuff like Tekken is not my thing. Um, I'm good. I like Soul Calibur, and I'm I love Street Fighter and the King of Fighters games. Uh, and occasionally there'll be one that'll pop up that I'll try and I'll like. But uh, Tekken is not a big selling point for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is definitely not going to sway me to buy Tekken. No, it, I mean I don't know if it's I don't know what it's designed to do. I I, I think you're right. Like it feels a lot like. Walking Dead's still popular. Negan is a character that is currently still going to be featured on the show. Let's well, get not just there. that, but Tekken 7 is already out as far as I know. This is just coming with Season Pass. Yeah, the second Season Pass, actually. It, it is out. I don't know when it came out, but I think it's been out it for almost a year. It came out last year. Yeah. It's been, it's been out for over a year. Yeah. Because I know someone who has Tekken 7. There you go. And, and they I, are not time travelers, right? No. Okay, perfect. Um, well, it looks like uh, the trailer features no gameplay, but it is uh, Negan uh, from AMC. It's basically stock art that's been faded out, and, and it is Jeffrey Dean Morgan featuring the lines. So whether we get uh, the likeness of Jeffrey Dean Morgan and his voice, or it's just clips from the show, uh, we'll have to see when we get a full reveal later on uh, this year. I imagine we'll get a full trailer when The Walking Dead returns in October, because that's how market synergy works. Yes. Marketing 101. Um, speaking of, uh, let's talk about a new Battle Royale coming from Dying Light. Dying Light's Battle Royale mode called Bad Blood. Um, yeah. How do you feel about this one? I think that this is a very bad idea. Hmm. It's an interesting... Um... I'll be, interesting. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've been hearing things about Dying Light, the one that we reviewed many, many, many moons ago, that they patched and fixed a lot of the problems I had with the game originally when we first did our review. Yeah. God, what was that, three years ago, four years ago? Uh, wow. Um, It was like right near the start of the show, and I think it was about four. No, it wasn't, because when we started the show, I was in a different apartment, uh. and then I moved to another apartment, and then the game came out. I remember... The game came out, and then like so it's gotta be it's gotta be at least three years ago. I think so. I think you're right. It was quite a lot while ago. Dying Light from Techland is notorious in a good way for being a game that has been supported, still being supported to this day. Yeah, there's still patches and there's still DLC that comes out for for free, yeah. as far as I know. Even though Dying Light um, Two is right around the corner. Right, and uh, what I've understood from some people that have recently replayed dying light is that a bunch of the stuff i didn't enjoy about the game has been patched and fixed Hmm. so i might actually go back and try it it's been on been on something i've been considering um yeah but to hear that they're going to do a a battle royale game it makes me fearful of how they're going to treat dying light 2 yeah um specifically because it says it's you it's you and 11 other players so it's it's battle royale with 12 other people that's not battle royale as far as i'm concerned no they're calling it a brutal royale game and and the only thing i can say that sounds interesting about this is it sounds like the map is overrun with zombies and that's great that's definitely going to add something different to the game but i don't know how this is i have to see this in action before i make up my mind but this does not sound 
does not sound like something I'm interested in playing. Yeah, so uh, if you are interested in playing, you can register for the closed global playtest, which would be free. You can register for that. Uh, I don't know when that's happening, but it will be happening soon. When the game launches this September in early access, so this isn't a patch for Dying Light. This is a separate standalone game, Dying Light Bad Blood. You can get it on Steam Early Access this September as a $20 Founders Pack, but when it launches, it will be free to play. So, um, and it's officially launching on PC and consoles. So it looks like early access uh, will be PC only, and then when it launches officially, will come to Xbox One and PS4. So, yeah, it, it's a twist. And you know, I'm I'm kind of as much as I uh, don't really like the battle royale modes uh, in games, and, and kind of I like that I like that more developers are trying it. But I like the fact that they're not trying to do this is a hundred players in our world. What they're doing is they're saying, oh no, this is this is battle royale and dying light, but it's twelve players. And it also looks like the point is not to just kill each other; it's to grab samples and try and get out. Yeah. And my my only gripe with this is is this sounds like this could be an expansion for for dying light two when it comes out. That you know. Maybe it'll be built instead in. Of putting, instead of being built in, it's like they're trying to sell the multiplayer of Dying Light 2 to us separately. But I can also see the argument, for me specifically, that I'm fine with them spinning out multiplayer because this isn't for me. And I think the folks that are really into these types of modes, it's not for them either. And the fact that it's free to play, nope. like, who cares if it's spun out? Like it's. I, I think this is the Dying Light engine, though. This isn't Dying Light 2, unless I'm mistaken. It doesn't that. say here in the article that we have, but I'm assuming it's going to be the Dying Light 2 engine. Hmm. I don't see why it wouldn't be. I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I guess we'll have to find out in September. I mean, if, if that news is out there, certainly let us know. Uh, I, this article had just popped up. Uh, they're currently at Gamescom showing it off, and evidently the, the, the people over at GameSpot seem to enjoy it. So that's that's all I got for news. We tried to creep it light. I mean, we could sit here and talk about the latest gossip from The Walking Dead, but we're not going to do that because we are probably going to spend the next, mm, how many weeks? Three, four, five months talking about The Walking Dead each week. So we deserve a break, right? Speaking of which, let's look at The Girl with All the Gifts, a Netflix, uh, it's on Netflix. It's a, it's a movie that was suggested to us by Lonely Bob on Twitter. Uh, we were actually going to watch, we actually had watched this for our episode 200, but we had some scheduling conflicts and Bob was unable to watch. Uh, it should be said that I believe this is on Netflix in, um, is on Netflix in Canada. I don't believe it's on Netflix here in the United States. I watched it on Amazon. Oh, so it is on Netflix in Canada. So I, I didn't, I, yeah, oh, it's one of those times where I, I misspoke just assuming it was on every... Uh, yeah, it is. It is on Netflix in Canada. Give me a second, and I will tell you where I watch. It. Yeah, I watch it on Amazon Prime. Interesting. Okay, well, that's good to know. So, if you are in the United States and you want to check this movie out, you can see it on Amazon, and I watched it on Netflix in Canada. So there you go, folks. Uh, the movie. I'll give a, a quick synopsis here of, of what this movie, where this movie comes from. Girl with All the Gifts is a science fiction novel by M.R. Carey, published in June 2014 by Orbit Books, based on his 2013 Edgar Award-nominated short story, Iphigenia in... It must be uh, French or something. 
anyways it no it's latin latin oh okay uh another dead language <laughs> uh no i'm just joking uh Virginia in olis and written concurrently with the screenplay um, for the 2016 film. i'm assuming that it, the short story is called that because that's probably the name of what the the characters are infected with yep i'm gonna say probably <laughs> uh this movie is interesting it was very i mean i'm gonna get right out there in front of it and say it was very good i liked yeah, it uh, of, of all the movies we've watched recently like in the last year or two this is probably my favorite there was things about it that i obviously didn't enjoy um i felt like the the build-up in the beginning was a little too long mm-hmm. um they spent way too much time with them in the facility and uh the the with all the other children, they could have easily have probably reduced that by about 10 minutes. Um, I think we, I think as a viewer, you understand that there's something weird going on, but they dragged it on a little bit too long. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I I think the girl who was in this is absolutely fabulous. She's the highlight of this film. Yeah. She's the reason to watch this movie. Yeah. The, the young woman who plays the main, main character um, I'm trying to find her name. Obviously, she doesn't get Sinia Nahuin. Yeah, she doesn't get top Nahuin. billing because you've also got Gemma Gemma Arterton and Glenn Close in the film. So obviously, she's not top line, even though she is the movie. You know, and you're right. The beginning is a little slow because I think they try to trick you into being feeling like you're a bad person because you're, or trick you into kind of feeling like everybody's a bad person except for these kids and they don't they lay it on thick that these kids are oh they're being abused they're being abused it feels very wrong and then all of a sudden you you see why they're treating them like monsters because they've been infected um yeah and so 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 what we should say is so the premise is they're infected with a fungus disease think (laughs) the, the the last of us basically and the idea is is that there are these children that are somehow hybrid that have somehow they're not being able they're not turning into the fungus infected monsters but they still are are able to infect others if they bite them and they seem to have like outbursts where they snap and turn and crave flesh yeah they have but they do they do function as human beings and they're able Most to control but like if they, they can be triggered by bodily fluids like blood or saliva um yeah. and stuff like that and i mean i don't know if we want to go full spoilers but the way they explain how these children are different as a like a i think they say like a second evolution or a phase two of the virus or a next evolution or something that is their mothers were pregnant while they were infected. True. So we, yeah, let's go full spoilers. So yes, that is near the end where they unveil that. I mean, it's not, it's not critical to watching this film. It's an interesting piece of information that they just decide to hold off till about midway through the film. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's why these, these folks and, are special. Uh, the, uh, the other thing I will say is I found the ending a bit predictable. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, it's, there's, there's a thing that's introduced uh, probably in the uh, two thirds of the way through the film, there you're introduced to an object, and as soon as I saw it, I knew what was going to happen. They literally describe how it could cause more infection, and I went, "Oh, okay, this is what's going to happen." 
Interesting. And and literally that's what happens. And it's okay. Uh, there was a little bit of a twist at the end that I didn't see coming. That I was like, oh, okay, I get where it's going. But it, it, for the most part, I felt... The, it, the idea is they try to make you care about Melanie more and more and more and more and more. And you realize that obviously as people in the group trying to protect her die off, you realize that there's going to be a choice that has to be made mm-hmm. at some point. And that choice is and, really interesting because it's a human being who has human feelings, but is also infected and has seen her, her new kind treated poorly by the remaining humans, and, except for this one. And she makes this choice, which is basically like, I'm going to save this one human, but screw all y'all we're it's our time it's our time kind of thing and it's it's a movie where full spoiler alert like it's a movie where the zombies win in an intelligent and well thought out way because and 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 i get i get that that's what they were going with mm -hmm. but i almost felt like it was kind of ham-fisted at the end and that was kind of what i didn't like Mm. i was like okay I, I see where you're going and that's fine, but it, I, I, I love the beginning and the setup and the premise and I was expecting it to go full last of us where they were going to get her to the facility and they were going to have to choose whether or not to kill her to save everybody. Yeah. And I wanted to see them do the last of us thing. And instead of having Joel step in and rescue her, uh, they let the girl die. And I, I, I thought that that would have been a much more interesting story than what we got. Hmm. I mean, the in, the ending where Helen's basically imprisoned and, and you see her kind of like, she feels like a prisoner and she's teaching these kids. It's, it's kind of like a, a really, sad, a really shitty, sad ending where it's like, Oh, humanity is now gone. There's no sequel to this film. You know, unless they look at the at the virus continued, but humanity is dead. Well, you know, they could easily do a sequel to this film, but it would have to be twenty years down the road after Helen is probably dead. You know, yeah, because she's stuck in that she's stuck in that container. I mean, sure, they can probably. I think there was a an airlock that they could bring her food, but boy. Uh, that's that that's getting into fishy territory that can that that thing container she's in teaching them from it's only going to have just so much food oh no she has a she has a limited life to live you know in in that in that trailer and i don't think she survives she's she's gone it's just it's just the kids but i mean we're you know we're obviously focusing on some of the more interesting beats of the film being the beginning and the end but if we talk a bit about the middle like i gotta say like glenn close I I don't watch. Oh, she was fabulous. Yeah, like she was amazing. I don't watch damages or or the show she's on, and I know I've heard really good things about the show she's been doing. Uh, my honestly, full disclosure, my experience with Glenn Close is pretty much the one hundred one Dalmatian movies, uh, which I know is a, is a travesty, but um, it, she was fantastic, and the way she played that character as this scientist look like she's so hell bent on saving the world, she doesn't see who she's the humanity she's giving up to try and save the world like it's like it's a trope of of zombie films where you have the scientists but 
it is, but the whole premise of Melanie is supposed to be that Glenn Close says that she's not alive, that the fungus is make is is controlling all her thoughts, and that Melanie keeps doesn't question it, but implies, in other words, are you sure? Are you sure? And at the end of the movie, when Melanie and and and, and Glenn Close's char- character, the doctor, have their final conversation. Melanie says to her, so do you think that the fungus is controlling me now? Do you think that I'm not thinking for myself? And Glenn Close is like, no, I think you are thinking for yourself. I don't think the fungus is controlling your thoughts. And that's kind of, at that point, you're like, oh, everybody's screwed. Because these things that are running around, they're not what everything else is. These are the next evolution of humanity. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really fascinating film, and I think even if if you listen to this and you haven't watched the film and, and you're thinking like, hmm, can I still watch it with all these spoilers? I think it's well worth. You can. Yeah, it's well worth the journey. And knowing the end doesn't ruin ruin the journey. And there's a lot. There's a no, lot. No, because we left out a lot of stuff in the middle here, where like the people get shot and and or get exposed, and it's like there's a lot of. Did you get bit? No, I didn't get bit. And then the guy starts to turn and you don't, you turn rather quickly in this. Yeah. Like there's no question about it. And, and they, they don't, it's, they're rager zombies. Like I don't think they eat, they don't, they don't sustain themselves on on human flesh, but they, they certainly take humans out in a very vicious way. Think like 28 days later or uh, the last of us where they're like rage zombies. They, they tear their victims apart and, and, uh, and go from there but there's it's it's just a really cool film everybody has an accent so it's a it's an it's a british film everybody but glenn close yeah, everybody but glenn close you know the uh you know the asshole american scientist <laughs> it's either that or you're the uh you're the crazy german scientist right so i guess yeah you have to take your pick with with these type of films but yeah the main you know it's a lot of child actors uh, especially at the beginning not much focus put on them but the the child actor that does make it through uh, to the end phenomenal um i don't think there's much to say about the other child actors they, they sort of just play a part of of being yeah. the ragers you know when they need to they don't really have a lot of speaking lines um I would, I would go as far to say that they don't have any speaking lines to be honest no there's a couple yeah well there's not much but they're in a classroom and certain kids give answers and that's about it true but i mean the thing is about about the beginning of the film i think it's while it's slow is also strong in, in setting up the world and, and where humanity's at to the point that they are like they're dissecting children basically which is very much a, yeah. a, a last of us feel you know at the end of the last of us where well actually maybe we don't want to spoil everything it is an old game but go play the last of us well we've also we've also done a spoiler on it so i think we're safe true everybody who's listening to this episode has to go listen to the entire back catalog of zamp that's the rules Anyways, I I really really enjoyed this film, and if Bob hasn't watched it, he should certainly check it out. Cause uh, I would go as far to say it's probably the best zombie film I've like the best crafted. Maybe it's not the best zombie film. Like you know, a zombie zombie film has different ways of sort of ranking. It's definitely it. one of the best ones we've watched for the show. Yeah, it's one of the best ones that we've watched for the show for it's sure. None of the it's not the one that was the guy trapped in the toilet stall that made me want to scream. Hmm. Yeah. Do you remember that? No, I blocked that out of my memory. 
I think I think it was called Stall. Yeah. Yep. It's all coming back to me. Wow. That was the worst one we. Is ever everybody watched. else like really unhappy right now? I remember that it was a Christmas movie, wasn't it? Hmm. No, I think there was a Christmas zombie in it. <sighs> well, this movie is fantastic. The girl with all the gifts. Definitely check it out. I would say it's it's a very good drama too. Like it, there's not a lot of you know gore in it. It's more about they they cut away strategically where you know what's happening, but there's no there's no like. There's no like, oh, there's, there's a little bit of gore, a little bit, there's a little bit of gore, but I would say it's not that but bad. But it's not like The Walking Dead where, you, you know, exposed camera angles of like fake, you know, sausage links being torn out of like, a, you know, a, a fake body. You know, it's not that it's, yeah. there's, you know, there's headshots, there's gunshots, you know, there's people being executed, there's, there's autopsies and stuff, but it's, it's a well-crafted film that could easily be watched by zombie fans and non-zombie fans alike. Because the zombies aren't the star. It's a, it's a virus. You know, it's a it's a fungal virus. And even then, they don't go very crazy with it. But, uh, oh, the, oh, the one scene where they come across all the zombies. Like, the zombies, um, I want to talk about this scene before we, we move on. It was the one where they come to a shopping mall and all the zombies are standing still. And there's this thing where, I guess, the zombies can go dormant. You know, I don't remember yeah. how they explain it, but the zombies basically go dormant. And as long as you're quiet and you work your way through the crowd, they won't wake up. And there's right. some, there was almost, all I'll say is there was almost a Z Nation moment and they steered away very carefully. Uh, and, and I was worried there for a second <laughs> and that's awesome. Yeah. It was interesting because they did a couple of moments like that where you saw them walk through the crowd and it was high tense moments. And I, unlike most TV shows, it was like they they didn't always do the thing where oh one of them comes up and now you gotta run. Yeah, they, they they didn't do that every single time. There was a couple of situations where they it seemed like they seemed to get through the crowd without any incidents. Yeah, honestly, just a really fantastic film that should be experienced by I think all zombie fans. It's, it's totally worth seeing and. Because of the way they made this film and, and how it did at the box office, you can pretty much see it on many streaming services across the world. So uh, seek it out and consume it. So that's going to do it for The Girl with All the Gifts. Lou, thank you so much for coming on and doing this this Zamp Mini. I'll call it a Zamp Mini, but it's a full Zamp. It's a, it's a, good, it's a good small chunk. We're not going to talk about Fear the Walking Dead. We're going to save uh, that episode and do a double header with Bob next week. So looking yep. forward to that. But uh, Lou, any final words before we jet out of this this episode? Uh, this is definitely something you should check out. And uh, more next week. But uh, I watched a trailer for a movie called uh, Redcon 1. Mm -hmm. And it looks to be a new zombie film coming out. And it looks like it could, has the potential to be really interesting. So Redcon 1, is it like, is that like the type of... You know, is that like DEFCON, but for zombies? I have no idea. Huh. I have no idea. Uh, it it seems to be a world where uh, 12 guys are being sent out to find like the cure to the virus or something like that, or <laughs> to stop a war or something like that, and there's zombies everywhere. It, it looks interesting. It looks like it's got a lot of action, uh, and it it's being compared to the film The Raid, but with zombies. That sounds like a pretty good pedigree to me. We'll talk a bit more about that next week. I'm going to check out the trailer and we'll, we will pin Bob down and make him watch it as well. 
So look forward to that. Uh, if you want to engage with the ZAMP crew, go to our ZAMP Discord at bit.ly slash ZAMP Discord. We want to thank all the patrons who have been supporting the show for the last, I don't know how many years we've had the Patreon going, but we do appreciate the awesome support from our patrons. Go to patreon.com slash zombiesatemypodcast if you would like to support the show. Uh, we have a website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can email us your thoughts on all the girls with the gifts. All the girl, all the girl... All, the girl with all the gifts. Sorry about that. I was going so well. Info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. If you want to hit us up individually on Twitter, you can find myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. Finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. This has been Zombies Ate My Podcast, and Lou, what should everybody remember to do? Shoot them in the head. It's true.